Hello, and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. Today, I just want to riff a little bit about some things that have been floating around in my mind the past couple of days, just talking to clients, doing a few presentations, doing a group call, and uh, some things that I've noticed have come up for me. And, you know, just in these discussions. And one of the big ones is motivation. And a woman asked me, she said, she's in her 50s, and she said, I just don't feel motivated anymore. Like, I don't care. I just don't care. I just want to enjoy my food and I want to not think about it and obsess about it like I always do. I just want to forget about all of this stuff. And then she said that she eats a lot of food, then she feels guilty, right? So she, she feels like she can't control herself. So in the conversation, I asked her, do you feel like, like, okay, fine. So if you don't care, then just eat whatever you want, right? Like, what are there consequences to doing that that bother you? And she said, yeah, that's the problem, right? That she <laughs> she wants to eat whatever she wants, but she also wants to lose weight and be healthy and also thinking about aging, right? Going into her 60s and 70s. So that's the conundrum, right? I want to be healthy or I want to lose weight or I want to maintain my weight, but I don't want to be constantly obsessing about food. And also she feels like she has no willpower, right? Like, so she she thinks that she should not eat the donuts or whatever is coming by in her office. She thinks that she shouldn't eat the chips at night, but when it comes down to it, she eats them, right? So she said that when she was in her 30s and 40s, she had so much more self-control and she didn't do stuff like that. And so I asked her a question. I said, if, if I were, you know, let's say you were in that situation and somebody brought by some candies or whatever and, and you wanted to eat them and I came and I whispered in your ear, if you eat this stuff, you're going to die because it contains poison. Would you eat it? And she said, well, no, of course I wouldn't eat it. And I said, okay, so all this really is coming down to is motivation. If something contains poison, you are sufficiently motivated, aka, I don't want to die. <laughs> you are sufficiently motivated to not eat that food. So when your motivation is low, and therefore usually that equates to you feel like you have low willpower, then the missing link is most likely motivation. You don't have a strong reason for not eating the stuff, whatever it is, or not overeating. So you're in your brain, you know, we've evolved, right? We're not animals, but we uh, <laughs> have still some reptilian animalistic urges and our brains are going to weigh out the, uh, do a cost-benefit analysis, right? You know, is it worth it for me to use that willpower, which requires energy, to not eat that food? Is it worth it for me? That's the, that's the quick calculation that's occurring in the brain. And for this woman in this particular case, and for a lot of us, definitely has happened to me many, 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 many times, you know, the outcome is, hey, like, I'd rather just eat this food. Like, there's no, there's no downside. So why not? And that's, 
you know, most of us in our 20s think that way, right? Like, oh, there's no downside. Like, why would I not eat this cheeseburger, double cheeseburger with French fries and a milkshake? Like, why wouldn't I? Oh. But as we get older, we start to become more aware of the, the, or we start to experience consequences of eating certain things or overeating certain things that we didn't before. Not, not everybody. Some people have GI issues from when they're children and they have to be careful all the time. But for a lot of people, it was, used to just be a free-for-all. And now, you know, you hit 40, you hit 50, you hit 60, and it's like, whoa, I can't be doing those things anymore because I feel sick or I feel I gain weight or I just I feel tired or I don't sleep well. You know, the, the, the ramifications are there. But at the same time, for this woman, I believe the worst ramification for her is that she feels guilty. But otherwise, her brain is saying, hey, you know, it's worth it for you to eat that thing. So in order to, you know, her, her more animalistic brain, let's say, I, I like to call it the lower brain, but her higher brain, her, her prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain that's planning and, you know, is aware that, you know, you're aging or is aware that perhaps the scale doesn't go in the right direction, you know, that, that intellectual part of your brain is saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, no, I shouldn't be doing this. But obviously there's another part of your brain saying, go for it. So we have to make the case to the intellectual part of the brain that it's worth it, that it matters, that it makes a difference, that it's important, that it's a priority, it's our priority. Without that conviction, without those reasons, without that commitment, your lower brain is going to win out. Now, this is something really important for you to understand. Your higher brain is the boss. We often feel like that lower brain is so powerful, like you become overcome with a craving or an urge to eat or your emotions are, you know, you're stressed or overwhelmed or you're sad and food seems like the answer. And so your lower brain can be overwhelmingly powerful and it can feel like it's controlling us, but it's actually not. There's only one part of our brain that, that I don't want to misspeak from a neurological perspective completely, a neurochemistry perspective, but to put it simplistically, it's really your prefrontal cortex that can determine your actions, right? So getting up, walking to the kitchen, opening the bag, putting that food in your mouth, that's all done with your conscious effort. And that is your prefrontal cortex that's guiding that activity for the most part. So if your prefrontal cortex, your intellect, your mind, right, what you think of as your conscious mind is bought in and sit and convinced that it's really, really important for you not to eat those particular foods or whatever it is, you will not do it. You will not do it. These are all choices. These are all choices made by your conscious brain. And sometimes we do things mindlessly and we're a little bit unconscious. And that's where habits are so, can be so challenging, right? Like if you have the habit of every night, you have, you know, you, you drink a glass of chocolate milk. I don't know. <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. But let's say that's a habit that you have. You're going to be able to do it without consciously thinking. So habits can get in the mix and make it tricky. But the goal is for you to bring your prefrontal cortex, 
your conscious mind online, but your conscious mind has to be bought in. You have got to have a really good reason for not indulging in whatever that behavior is that you want to change. If you don't have a strong, compelling reason, it's not going to work. Maybe you have habits that you have to fight against. Maybe you have fatigue, right? Or just like this woman, she just felt like she just doesn't care. So you have to have a compelling reason. And my recommendation is make that compelling reason something that's going to give you a quick return. So we don't do great with 25 years from now, I might get cancer or I might not be an active elderly person. So I shouldn't eat this candy bar right now. Mm, No, you know, it, it works for some people, but for people who struggle with this stuff, you'll know immediately that's not compelling enough of a reason. So what I recommend is find a compelling short-term feedback, right? So if I eat this candy, I am not going to sleep well. If I eat this candy, I'm going to get a stomach ache. If I eat this candy, I'm going to have broken my commitment and I'm going to feel bad about that, right? So those are kind of negative feedback loops. You could have a positive feedback loop. If I don't eat this candy, I'm going to feel accomplished. I'm going to feel proud. It's important to me to stick to what I've committed to. And you can commit to uh, having certain practices, doing certain habits. So that will help. And it's nothing is foolproof. Believe me, I've been in this game long enough for myself personally, (laughs) 15 years of nighttime eating addiction, but also for many of my clients, I haven't found that one perfect thing that works for everybody all the time. It's just, as far as I know, it doesn't exist. If you do know about it, tell me, please reach out to me. But what I found is it's a combination of a bunch of different tools, but the process is not going to be carried along. It's not going to be consistent if you don't have that commitment and you don't have that strong reason, you could call it your why, that gives you that motivation that tells your prefrontal cortex, hey, I'm, I'm actually going to not indulge in that behavior because this is important to me because for this reason, and I know that if I do this, I'm going to feel good or I'm not going to feel bad. <laughs> I tend to favor the positive feedback loops over the negative, but use whatever it takes. Use, use multiple multiple motivations for yourself because this this is not easy. And then the other piece is that if you're always relying on willpower, it's going to make it a lot harder for you. So what I always recommend is set up your environment for success. If you have the stuff in the kitchen, it's going to be a lot harder for you to get your prefrontal cortex online and your intellect bought into the fact that you shouldn't be eating this food right now. But if the food's not there, then you're removing a barrier or perhaps you're putting up a barrier, however you want to think about it. But either way, you want to make it so that your environment is set up for you to be successful, not making it more difficult, not requiring more willpower for you. So you can shop when you're at your best, shop in the morning when you're not hungry, you're not stressed or tired, make a list. Don't just go and, you know, (laughs) freestyle it at the supermarket have a list, have an intention, and uh, do it when you're feeling good 
And that's when your willpower is higher. So maybe use a little bit more willpower at the store when you feel good. Therefore, when you're at your home and you're stressed and you're tired, the food's not there. Making it easier for you to muster up that little bit of willpower that you'll need. But without the compelling reason, all the willpower in the world is meaningless, right? You have to have that strong reason. I want this because. Write it down. Make a list. Make a long list. I want this because I want to feel good. I want this because I want to age gracefully. I want this because when I eat well, I feel good. I want this because I love myself and I deserve to take care of myself. I want this because it tastes good and it's fun. So I want to sleep better. I want to, I don't want to feel full when I'm doing my meditation or when I'm working out. So get your list and you even can create artificial positive feedback loops like, Hey, if I don't eat sugar for five days, I get to, you know, watch a movie while I'm working out or something. I don't know. I mean, you, you know, you got to come up with what speaks to you. Please don't use food as a reward for, for good eating. Um, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea, but you can use other things as you can create your own rewards. And that helps with that positive feedback loop. But as I said, have multiple reasons that it's, it is important to you. And you know what? If you can't think of a bunch of reasons, now may not be the time. Maybe it's time for you to just chill out and be kind to yourself and appreciate yourself for even listening to this, for even considering that you want to make changes. Appreciation is the antidote to all of the judgment and you know shame and blame and guilt that we have. Appreciate the things that you have done and try to have fun with it. So that's all I got for today. But uh, I think it's really important to remember that you have to have a reason, you commit, and you can always recommit. If you fall off, if you, if you mess up or whatever you want to call it, what can you learn from that? And then remember, you can always recommit. The recommit is your friend. Yeah, I, I did all that stuff over the weekend. I'm going to let it go. It's in the past. I can't change it. And today I am going to recommit. And the recommit is your gift. It's available to you anytime, anytime you want. You can recommit. I don't care if you ate poorly for 10 years. You can always recommit to something small and something doable for you. So I hope this is helpful and thank you for listening. And I love you and I want you to be healthy and happy. Thank you so much for listening to my musings of the day today. If you would like to learn more about us, you can always check out winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com. And if you would like more inspiration, information, uh, check out our blog, which is winweightloss.com forward slash blog. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com forward slash blog. And you can get tons of information and, and tips and resources. And um, thank you so much for listening.